First news with Keeler in the morning on WIBX and WIBX950.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I think we should take advantage of the fact that we have a female here. <laughs> yes, right? because and there's a lot of questions we have. We have many <laughs> questions. We are just stupid guys that, uh, that, that need answers. Okay, um... I'm wondering, uh, and you're how old? How old are you? Is it appropriate for me to ask that question? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I'm 26. 26 yeah. years old. All right. As a 26 year old, uh-huh. I, I would assume that um, the, what's going on in the world today, where the empowerment of women is important to you, mm-hmm. um, it is to me too, because I have a daughter, and I and I think that way that it's important because I think. A woman can do anything that a man can do. I have all sisters. I'm in the same boat. You have all sisters. <laughs> yeah. So it means something to you. Uh, but I would ask you, if a woman punches a guy, I, I, I'm about to read a story. Okay. <laughs> and if, 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 should a woman be, if a woman punches a guy, should she be arrested for that? Uh, well, like, is there more to the story? Well, like, did they always, know each other? There's always, they knew each other. <laughs> Listen, in the eyes of the law, assault's assault. Let me, let me ask you the question. Yeah. Then, if a man punches the woman, should he be arrested? Yeah. Is it any different from, is there a difference between the man punching a woman and the woman punching a man? Well, I, I, I feel like they're both somewhat situational. Uh, they are, but... Um, but but uh, I mean... Let's say it's just a, a, a dispute. Yeah, then they should both. Both of them should yeah. be arrested. Um, however, we are, we are taught, I was always taught, mm-hmm. that if, if, if a woman punches you, you don't punch a woman back. No, ever, ever, and but Never. is that is that thought out to be sexist when when we think that way? Um, no, I don't. I think that like it's the notion of it, like what it kind of like comes from, and it stems from like that women like aren't as strong as men. True, and oftentimes right. women are and, the are the victims of of beating and uh, and abuse and that yeah. sort of thing. And yeah. that's like I think that that's the sexist part of it. It's not like. Okay. The fact that you're saying don't hit a so woman. It's the it is, where it so there's from. some portions right. of chivalry that still should exist. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, all right. Listen to this story. This is a mind-blowing story. Is this a Syracuse teacher story? It is. Yeah. This is unbelievable. A Syracuse City School District. And I, I read this story this morning, and it did not, it did not dawn on me because I didn't read the whole story. Um, it did not dawn on me that... It's a male teacher who multiple times punched a female teacher in a Syracuse school yesterday. And alleged, the yeah, allegedly. And the and the mind blowing thing to this is, the, the, at least in the story that I have here, there's uh, no word on how the district will handle the employee. Um, what? Yeah. Uh, first of all, the <laughs> seriously, I think he should be arrested. Uh, a I think he City, was. Listen, a Syracuse City School District social studies teacher has been accused of punching a fellow teacher multiple times at school. And I just kind of found that it was interesting that you don't learn until the end that that 
the teacher that was punched was a female. And that's completely left out of the story. I, I almost feel like you're burying the lead here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to bring Ryan Nobles into this. Um, but under today, and by the way, a lot of times we're not using she as a way of describing, but they do in this story. Uh, they refer to her as her. Uh, the teacher, the special ed teacher, was taken to Upstate University Hospital and treated for injuries because John Randall, 54, a social studies teacher, according to police, uh, punched her several times after a verbal what dispute. In the they world? got into a verbal dispute at school, and he punched her several times. I feel like he needs, uh, he needs to go to like therapy or something. I, you think? <laughs> well, right after jail. Yeah, yeah. Jail therapy. Ryan, never teach again. Yeah, Ryan, no. Ryan, good morning. Morning, Bill. Uh, this that's a, an unbelievable story. I it believe. is, and and what I found int- interesting is nowhere in the story does it refer to it. It does it refer to, and the story was written by I don't know if it's a male or female. Nowhere in the story is it referred to, is the person referred to as a female teacher. Uh, to me, that means something. Uh, two guys getting into a fight is bad. A guy and a woman getting into an argument and the guy multiple times punching her. To the point where I think she had to be transferred to the she hospital. Yeah. Had, had, was, she had hospital treatment. I, I just uh, I, I find it interesting that that wasn't a part of the story. But maybe it's the world we live in today. We're not differentiating the difference between gender here. She also might have been embarrassed. Well, I mean, she I, may have been embarrassed, yeah. It's not, it seems to me that type of violence would be unacceptable, male or female. That's true. But, but I, I do think you're right that, you know, the idea that uh, a woman could be in a work environment like that and be subject to that kind of violence is a noteworthy part of the story. Anyone should have been a little bit higher. In the, in, I in think the so, too. I, and nowhere in the story does it really reference, except for well, one I'm, time it uses, it uses the word her. But I, I do think that... <laughs> It, it, that when you're in a in a work environment and you believe in something and maybe you argue something, you shouldn't have to worry that that arguing is going to turn into violence, whether you're male or female, right? I mean, right, yeah. exactly. It's crazy. Uh, okay, uh, I don't know how I transitioned from this story, Ryan, but <laughs> we're going to try. <laughs> Good morning, Ryan Nobles from CNN. Good morning. Good morning, Bill. How are you? How's everything going? Uh, well, a lot better than it is in Afghanistan. Um, what a mess. White House sometimes, in some cases. Yeah. What I mean, this is a black eye on, on the Biden administration. I'm not sure he can recover from this. What are your thoughts? Um, I mean, I, I think I'd be a little uh, reluctant to, you know, write the epilogue of the Biden presidency based on this. Uh, there's a long way to go. And I still think that despite how bad the optics are in in Afghanistan, I think that we sometimes lose sight of the fact that when you look at most public opinion polls, most Americans believe that we should be out of Afghanistan. They yeah. believed in the policy where Biden has run into trouble is that the execution of that policy has been such yeah. a disaster. Yeah. And and I think that this is going to be one of these things where, you know, over the long term, you know, we're going to look back on whether or not this decision was a wise one. And... You know, if we're a month from now, all Americans are evacuated uh, without any kind of serious uh, casualties or, uh, you know, injuries. And, you know, the situation there becomes stable in that there's no kind of American problem. You know, there's a good chance that a lot of Americans got it. Yeah. You know, that's not to say that that's a good thing. Uh, there probably is the, the potential for 
you know, a wide variety of human rights abuses. Obviously, women and girls are not going to be treated well there now. But, you know, the average American isn't thinking all that much about what's happening in a place like Afghanistan. So this is a bad situation for Biden right now, but, you know, there's a long way to go before we say this, this is what killed his presidency. So, um, I, and I would, uh, I would, would ask you what you're hearing. Of course, the story had come out that the, uh, the, the, the warning from many on the ground, uh, many military experts, at least from some, was that something like this would happen if we, if we exit. So be prepared for it. Be prepared to come up with a, a solution. Uh, are we, um, did you just get splashed or something? I think you just uh, fell in a pool wow. or something. Are, are we? I, I, what I want to uh, know, though, is: are, is this an example of the Biden administration and Washington making military decisions and uh, against the advisement of the military, or did the military? Does the military share some of the responsibility here for getting this so terribly wrong? Well, I think you just nailed, uh, Bill, the number one question that I think most lawmakers that I talk to on a daily basis have, and that's both Democrat and Republican. Right. Because there seems to be a disconnect between what you're hearing in these briefings at the Pentagon, these briefings at the State Department, what the president says, and then what members of Congress are saying when they leave classified briefings where these uh, Defense Department people and, and intelligence officers can give them the real story as to what they knew. Right. And, you know, I was in a briefing with Adam Schiff, who's a House Intelligence Chair, a Democrat, a Biden supporter, uh, you know, a longtime nemesis of the former president, Donald Trump. And he had a very sober readout of an intelligence briefing that he received, where he basically said for six months the intelligence community was warning the Biden administration that the Afghan military would not be able to hold off the Taliban. This was something, these were warnings that were given six months ago, not warnings that were made after the decision was made to pull out. So it seems as though, you know, Biden was was told, listen, if America leaves, the Taliban's going to take over. Uh, And he made the executive decision that 20 years is too long, uh, and we cannot, we've proven that we can't stabilize the country, we just need to get out. And I think the big intelligence failure or the interpretation of that intelligence fa- failure was how fast it could all fall apart. Yeah, yeah. And that seems to be what nobody seemed to be able to predict. And I think that's part of why the optics of this look so bad. Yeah. Uh, so even on the ground, the thought that the, and, and we heard this, right? We heard this from uh, even from President Biden, who said uh, that it, this happened a lot quicker than we thought it was going to. But that, that to me, is contradicts when he said they thought, at one point he said he thought that the, uh, the Afghanis could maintain their, their independence yeah. and, and they could fight off the Taliban. Well, this has been President Biden's biggest problem throughout this entire process. Everything he has said, everything he has predicted, I should say, about the way that this draw would come down has turned out to be completely the opposite. Right. You know, he yeah. said yeah. that it would be peaceful, a peaceful transition. He said that the Afghan military was prepared to handle any kind of threat from the Taliban. Uh, you know, he said that uh, Americans would not be at risk if something like this were to occur. And all that has proven not to be true. And I think that when you talk about 
the future of his presidency, I think that's where the problem lies. Yeah. Because, you know, as we said before, it's about, you know, the message of competence. You know, will do Americans feel that he can competently handle the job? And if you have this as evidence of his lack of competence, well, then how do you feel about whether or not he can handle the economy right. or COVID recovery or shepherding through, you know, what they're planning on spending $5 trillion in taxpayer funding? Right, it's right. just, you know, it plants this seed of doubt in the back of your mind. Uh, okay, we'll see where uh, the next few days take us. Uh, Ryan, we appreciate it. We'll do it again next week. Thanks, man. All right, I'm, I'm heading in to talk to the House Speaker, Nancy Pelosi. So do you have any specific questions for her? Um, I was going to... <laughs> I'd like to, to know if she knows how to pronounce Kathy Hochul's name. Yeah, yeah, apparently... Uh, oh, all right. Okay, I can ask her. That's actually probably a good one. Because <laughs> no one, apparently no one in the national news media knows how to do it. So. Had to make a few phone calls yesterday. Buffalo, Ryan, so I know. you know, you definitely know. So, All right, man, thanks. All right, have a good one, guys. You do the see same, later, thanks. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.